Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. The 3 and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel. Awesome new and existing User promotions, America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Another day of football. Another crazy day of football. We got a lot going on. Uh, we're just going to dive into the games, not waste much time. N- tomorrow's show, so Tuesday show after the Monday Night Football game, Coward's coming on with me. So we'll have a big show on Tuesday. Me and Coward talking a lot of, obviously, Bucks and uh, the Cowboys. I-, I will do a mailbag as well. John Middlecoff, fire in the mailbag, fire in the mailbag, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram, DMs wide open, and uh, and yeah, so big football weekend, we got a big Monday night game, we'll keep gambling, keep having fun, keep enjoying ourselves, and then we got another big week, football's just rocking and rolling right now, playoffs are fun, uh, if you subscribe to Colin's feed, make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out feed, greatly appreciate everyone that has, I put out a podcast on Saturday night, Reacting to my man, Brandon Staley, losing a legendary game and the Niners and Purdy winning. So, uh, got a lot of content up there for you. And we got a lot of more content coming. So, uh, so yeah, let's keep enjoying the playoffs. But before we dive into some football, can I tell you about my friends at Game Time? Do you have the Game Time app on your phone? Because I do. I was actually looking at it tonight during the Ravens and Bengals game. Here's what you do. If you do not have it, go to your app store. Download the Game Time app. Sign up. If you have a child, if you have friends, if you're looking for something to do, this is the fastest growing ticket app in America. Here's what you do. You sign up and use the promo code John. That's J-O-H-N. J-O-H-N. You get $20 off your first purchase. I'm going to a hockey game this week. Never been. Big hockey guy now. Phoenix Coyotes against the Washington Capitals. Alex Ovechkin, think they won the cup a couple years ago. I'm fired up. Like I said, never been to a hockey game. I'm going because of my friends at game time. Take some pictures, have some vids fired up. You should do that too. So you like basketball, college basketball, NBA full swing. You like the NFL? We got playoffs still rocking and rolling. You like golf tournaments? Wherever you live, you want to go to one of those? Check those out. Concerts, NHL, anything, they got you covered. Just download the app. Sign up, promo code J-O-H-N, $20 off, your first purchase. Can't recommend it enough. Okay, I think the story of the day was Brian Dayball and the Giants, and we're going to get into that here in about five minutes. But what I just witnessed, talk about it really quick, Bengals and Ravens, which I think it's fair to say 
you know, worst game of the day in terms of entertainment value. Now, I'm a sucker for the division from a physical standpoint. It's just always a knockdown drag out with the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, in theory, the Browns, but mainly those three teams. Uh, So I do enjoy guys getting blasted. And the Bengals, obviously, they went to the Super Bowl last year. Listen, sometimes, and they were favored in this game. You're playing Tyler Huntley. You got Joe Burrow. They took care of business at home. That play, we'll dive into a second with Tyler Huntley, clearly changed the game, won the game for the uh, the Bengals. But one thing that would be a little concerning, because now we got Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs, Jags coming up, is Joe Burrow, it's a little bit of a throwback to last year. He is getting peppered. They lose Jonah Williams, knee injury, he's out, probably not good. They were already down offensive linemen. Bro's a stud. I mean, a throwback, tough SOB, and clearly those two wide receivers, Higgins and Chase, ballers. Collinsworth tonight was like, you know, it's eventually going to be an issue how you sign them. Here's what they're going to do, Chris. They're going to sign them both, including Joe Burrow, and they're going to roll with those three guys because clearly those three guys, a couple guys on defense, figure it out after that. You have a star quarterback, you got star wide receivers, but it's very, very difficult when your offensive line sucks. They attempted to fix it last season, and now they got injuries. They lose a guy who, tonight they said in the broadcast, Jonah Williams only missed six snaps all game. It did not look good. <laughs> you know, it did not look good at all. So I think moving forward, like it's going to be hard to pick the Bengals moving forward, but we said that same thing last year, and Joe Burrow, if there's a will, there's a way. And if I'm a Bengal fan, I'm just going, he's just got to be miraculous. He's got to be our Joe Montana, our Tom Brady, which he already is. But now, like, you know, you're going to be the underdog this week. You're missing guys. You you do have some horses, though. And anytime, and I've seen this for years with the Niners, your high-end players are so elite, you got a chance in every game you play in. And we saw it last year with those guys, and clearly their offensive line wasn't good last year. So by no means am I writing them off. Uh, I do think anytime that you face a division rival in a playoff game, especially the wild card round, like it's going to be a knockdown drag out. And let's face it, I think even Bengal fans would probably admit, like John Harbaugh historically is a much better coach than Zach Taylor. Though I give Zach credit, rattling off some playoff victories. If I do, if I'm not a mathematician here, but won three playoff games last year, won a playoff game tonight, it's four playoff victories. You know, in uh, in a year's time, so pretty impressive for the Bengals, who are headed to the second round for the second straight year. And when it comes to the Ravens, if you're a Raven fan, if I would have told you that Lamar Jackson would miss almost the second half of the season and you would be forced to play a playoff game with Lamar Jackson, you'd go, we're screwed. We don't have a chance. Tyler Huntley is a nice story. He's an average quarterback at best, and he's a backup. So Tyler Huntley, when you look at his college career, and I listen, I understand most people listening to this did not watch Utah football. Listen, most of you guys don't watch the Pac-12. Don't totally blame you. Tyler Huntley was not even that good in college. His numbers, his, I think his senior year, he was 19 and four, did not reflect the guy you watched. It was by far the most touchdowns he'd ever thrown. So he's not some potent passer, and you can see that tonight. Good athlete, and clearly they like that. Hell, their backup quarterback tonight, Anthony Brown, who was the Oregon quarterback last year, any Ducks fans will tell you he was terrible. So what they're dealing with in the quarterback position was not a tenable situation to have success in the playoffs. I don't care how good their defense played. I don't care what happened. You just saw it like he had two massive turnovers tonight. 
And I'm sure if you're on Twitter or you're on the internet, you might have seen the side-by-side of Trevor Lawrence reaching the ball over for the two-point last night and Tyler Huntley attempting to do it tonight. One guy's almost 6'6", the other guy's 6'1". What makes no sense to me in that situation with a smaller quarterback, in 2023 that we're in now, the rules of being able to push guys from behind. I remember being in college when the Bush push happened. And back then, you weren't supposed to be able to do that. And now that they're allowed to do it, you watch it all over the NFL. Same with running plays. It's a big advantage to gain extra yards. So when you have a smaller quarterback, I don't claim to be Bill Walsh here, offensive scheme-wise, but if you go, well, I got a guy who's barely over six feet, and he's an athletic, powerful guy, I would sneak it, I don't know, up the middle and have my running back and fullback shove him from behind, not attempt to do the dive over play. Now, it's a little bit freakish that it lands in the defensive lineman's bread baskets and he runs it back, but still, you put yourself in a position where weird shit could happen when you have a smaller player who has to reach farther and just go longer to cross the plane. And clearly, the worst thing possible happened. Now, from just, I'm unbiased. I didn't really care who won the game. I actually didn't want to see the Ravens win because I don't want to watch Tyler Huntley anymore. Is uh, So I'm glad the Bengals won, but that play was nuts. And one thing that's fun about pro sports, especially football, crazy shit happens all the time. And uh, that was one of the most jaw-dropping plays. Now, big picture for the Ravens, like, you got a major quarterback problem. I don't even think it's debatable now. Weird stuff is going on with your quarterback. And I typically always lean to the side of the player is going nowhere when it says free agent next to his name if he's a stud. Why? Because the NFL is a franchise tag. And definitely when it comes to quarterbacks, you don't let the guy walk. If Lamar Jackson was able to quote-unquote walk and hit free agency, there would be a ton of teams bidding on his services. But anytime, money's all relative. So whether you're a human being listening to this and you make $90,000 and you're fighting to get 140 grand, or you're someone that makes 500 grand and you think you're worth 750 grand, or you're a guy like Lamar Jackson that makes 25 million this year and thinks you're worth 195 guaranteed. It's all a mindset and we all can feel disrespected and get in a weird spot when money is on the line. And I know it's easy to think like, well, he's already so rich or this. It's all relative to who you are. We all are human beings get the same reaction when we feel like we're being screwed, slighted, or we're doing more than the other side is doing in a partnership, in a, in a company employee situation. This was bound to get weird. It was bound to get weird. And all it took was a knee injury. I'm not saying he's not hurt. I don't know if he's really hurt. Clearly, the Ravens are not on the same page with him. I have come to grips with Lamar Jackson being on another team next year. Obviously, they're not going to let him walk. It would be a franchise and trade. But anytime that things get really weird with money and it feels like the player and the organization are in completely different universes, I think everything's on the table, even when it comes to a star quarterback. Now, what I think was the story of the day, my bald brother... In New York. I think it's fair to say that the New York Giants, after going through McAdoo, Shermer, uh, Joe Judge, you guys have seen some shit that I don't want to say he's Bill Parcells, but you might have found 
a chubbier, bald Bill Parcells. And I, my girlfriend loves this show called Below Deck. And I'd heard of it, never watched it, been banging out some episodes. And the one thing when you watch that show, it's, it's about this yacht uh, that rich people pay to go on. And it's really about the crew and how they react and crazy things happen. It's kind of entertaining, actually. And on a yacht, there is a captain. And the captain is the boss of everybody. No different than the head coach. And his role and his job is obviously to steer the ship, get them going to where everyone needs to go, but to get the most out of his crew. To have his crew firing all on all cylinders so these people paying a premium to come on the shot enjoy their time. And you got people from all over the place. Everyone's kind of buttonheads, and it's hard. No different than any boss or any in military, a general, is to get the most out of your the people under you, right? If you're a boss, you need to get the most out of your employees. If you're a general, you need to get the most out of your troops. If you're a coach, you need to get the most out of your players. It's what historically makes the best coaches. Obviously, they get the most out of their best players, but they also get the most out of their C players, out of their average players, out of their above average players. Most coaches can get a great player to play great. Can you get an average player to play slightly above average or a below average player to play average? What Brian Dayball did this year with a crew of random players all over the place. Now, they do have some famous guys. Saquon Barkley, Kayvon Thibodeau, high pick. Dexter Jackson was a uh, highly drafted guy. Um, Obviously, they're wide receivers. No one really could name any of them. Most people, including myself, thought this team was going to be terrible. Not because I thought Brian Dable was bad. He proved himself with the Buffalo Bills that he's pretty good. Like, pretty impressive. What he did with Josh Allen as the offensive coordinator. But coming into this roster, every single human would have bet against him. Not, again, no reflection of him, strictly the team. And what did he do? He not only made the playoffs, he won a road divisional game. In the wild card, on the road, against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, we can call them frauds all you want. That was incredible. And here's the other thing. He has a group, and he's technically not the offensive coordinator. Mike Kafka is, but he clearly has a big role in the offense. These offensive weapons, you saw the difference of the two teams. The Minnesota Vikings roll out, because I had a buddy text me like, do you think the Niners would love to play Minnesota? I'm like, well, in theory, yeah, because their defense sucks, but they are loaded on offense, right? Justin Jefferson's arguably the best wide receiver in the league, top two to three player. Adam Thielen is a monster in the red zone. They traded for TJ Hawkinson, who's really good. Dalvin Cook, stud. Their backup running back, Madison, is really good. And Cousins, say what you want about him, beside the last play of the game, has turned into a really good player. So the offense is super loaded. Then you look at the Giants, and you remove Saquon Barkley, who is back to his old self. You go, who are these people? Who are these players? And Daniel Jones, let's face it, What I think Brian Dable has done is very similar to what Jim Harbaugh did with the 49ers. Gets a great franchise in terms of the brand, the fan base, who had become an embarrassment. Now, Harbaugh inherited a team, even on offense, Daniel Jones and Alex Smith, and we'll get into that in a second, have a lot of parallels, but Harbaugh had more talent on offense. Vernon Davis was there. Michael Crabtree was there. Frank Gore was there. Like they had a, the offensive line had some guys. That was not the case with the Giants. And Brian Dable got these guys to not just be competitive, but they play winning football, tough football, team football, week in, week out. And today was their finest hour. 
that was their most impressive game, in my opinion, of the season. And a lot like Jim Harbaugh with Alex Smith, a once highly picked guy who had become, I don't want to say a laughing stock. Alex had been banged up. I think Daniel Jones had become a laughing stock. And you watch Daniel Jones today, and you go, my first thought was, Alex Smith got a lot of shit over the years because people were like, this guy's really average and he's on really good teams. And it turned out, you know what? Alex Smith was a solid quarterback. He had a ceiling, though. Daniel Jones, to me, has some parallels with Alex in terms of he's got the height, really smart guy, kind of good-looking guy. He's got a better arm. And honestly, he feels a little faster as well. So Alex Smith, after Jim Harbaugh showed up, basically went on to have 10 more productive years. Couple with Jim, traded to Kansas City, and if it wouldn't have been for the knee injury, like was playing some of his best football. Daniel Jones now, his career is resurrected. You watch him today, you go, that is a really good player. And the thing you want most out of a coach, like I said, is to get the most out of his players. But the thing you want most out of an offensive coach is to get the most out of the quarterback. And that's what Brian Dayball did. He got the most out of Daniel Jones, a quarterback that I would say universally was agreed upon was not any good. And you know what it's really a reflection on? The coaches he had the last four years were a complete joke. We saw it last night with Doug Peterson, who got to Trevor Lawrence, who had a terrible rookie season. Also played in an organization that had Urban Meyer as his head coach. Doug gets there, calms the waters, focuses the operation, adds some positive culture. By the end of the season, Trevor Lawrence is able to come a four-interception half to go on to throw four touchdowns and win the Jags their first playoff game in a long time. And Brian Dayball did the same thing. And the difference is Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick, and we all see the physical talent. Most people had written off Daniel Jones like his career's trending to be over. I thought that. The guy was a turnover machine. Fumbled it all the time, threw picks, just looked kind of lost. Now you watch him, you go, that's a real quarterback. He doesn't even have weapons. What if they got him a wide receiver and a tight end this offseason to go with Saquon Barkley? Because their defense, clearly, with Wink Martindale, is pretty impressive. That, That was, and it's obviously still going, and they play the Eagles now. I think Brian Dayball's coaching uh, season this year is one of the most impressive in a long time. It, it, it really is. Because even, like, let's compare it to Doug Peterson's. And Doug's obviously done a fantastic job, too. Doug has a lot more talent on his team, in my opinion, than Brian Dayball's dealing with. And uh, to go in and beat Minnesota like that, which, let's face it, on Minnesota. I gave them some credit when a lot of people tried to discredit them because of all the analytics on the defense, which were bad. That they were the worst statistical defense in the playoffs. And that showed today that they weren't very good. And Daniel Jones looked like fucking Eli Manning in his prime today but also with some athletic ability. And they got completely exposed. But the one thing with Minnesota is like, they were just kind of soft. And they obviously, defensively, they were bad. They they just don't make any plays. And offensively today, they had no margin for error because their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. And their problem is they kind of blinked today. That they weren't quite as good as they have been in the past. And let's face it, the Giants played them close less than a month ago. So the Minnesota Vikings are going home. And like you could argue that they're probably one of the most flawed 13-win teams you're ever going to see. I got to take the L on that. Uh, Everyone had been saying, pounding the table, they were frauds. And anytime that you lose at home as a big favorite 
uh, in Wild Card Weekend. It's hard to shake that. It happened last year to Dallas against the Niners. It obviously happened today to Minnesota. Like They have a long way to go on defense, and everyone is just crushing Kirk Cousins at the end of the game. And I understand it because any times that you don't, you do not throw to the first down marker on fourth down with the season on the line. It doesn't make much sense. I always say that, like, I put a little bit on the coach. Like, how do you call a play where not every capable receiver or tight end is running past the sticks, or at least like right around it where you make a play? That was like a three yard out. He he had to go another six yards, even if he broke a tackle, to get to the first down line. So I I thought Kevin O'Connell is every bit to blame as to Kirk Cousins on a play that was pretty embarrassing to end the season. But remarkable job by the Giants. Remarkable leadership by Brian Dayball. It's all you can ever ask for out of your head coach is leadership, is improvement over a season, is getting the most out of guys, especially when you have a team that's mainly filled with randoms uh, and definitely the mo- getting the most out of the quarterback. It's why I think Brandon Staley is such a fraud because he has nothing to do with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was good as rookie year before Brandon Staley even got there. He is a defensive guy. It's not like he's some raw, raw leader. He's a defensive scheme guy. Yet every single time when it matters on defense, his defense gets shredded. And last night, the real coach, Doug Peterson, you know, we'll see today by the time you listen to this, maybe he's been fired, but took him to school. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking to get more out of this NFL season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code COLIN. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, 
official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 New York, Tennessee Redline 1-800-888-9789 Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming Visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia The Bills-Miami game I think a lot of people are going to act like the Bills are overrated or kind of red flag them and rightfully so anytime a score is really close when you're a 13-point favorite playing a team where Skylar Thompson is your quarterback. But I'm going to still be bullish on the Bills. Obviously, they're hosting the Bengals this week. Uh, I think the Bills win this week, and I think that they end up playing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game at the neutral site, which kind of sucks. But one thing that happened today with the Bills is a lot of people are like, oh, their defense sucks. Well, They gave up seven points on a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, and Josh Allen threw multiple picks, which led to field goals. So they were giving up points based off offensive turnovers. It's not like their defense was giving up touchdown after touchdown to Skylar Thompson, right? Because the Buffalo Bills, like one thing like that I would red flag them, they don't run the ball very well. They are very, very dependent on Josh Allen to influence and impact the running game. And today I think he only had 20 yards. But they don't have a guy that, like, every single game, like, this guy get 130 yards. You know, Niners have McCaffrey. Obviously, you know, the uh, you know the Ravens got guys. The Bills got guys. The Giants got Saquon. Eagles got Miles Sanders. You know, the Dolphins, in theory, got some guys, but Mike McDaniel refuses to run. But ultimately, the Bills do not have a guy that you just feel like, this guy can get me 100 yards today. And that, to me, feels like sometimes when they get soft and they become a, such a pass-heavy team. And let's face it, Josh, this year has thrown some picks. Now, granted, every not every pick is the same, right? Trevor Lawrence threw four picks yesterday in the first half. One went off a guy's helmet. Some guys, some of those picks hit Asante Samuel Jr. in the hands. Just like today, Josh Allen threw one pick that was atrocious. He also threw a pick that bounced off a guy's numbers. So not, not all interceptions are equal. And as you saw today with the Ravens losing, turnovers, especially turnovers that lead to touchdowns in playoff games, are crippling because most of these playoff games are going to be very tight. But like the Giants, they thoroughly, in my opinion, outplayed the Vikings, outgained them by 100 yards. Look at the stat sheet for the Bills Miami. They outgained them by 200 yards. But the Dolphins create turnovers, keeps you in the game. Skyler Thompson, who, trust me, I wanted to go into the game, shit all over the guy, played pretty well. Pretty impressive for a seventh-round pick. But the Bills game got really weird, and to me, a huge reason was the turnovers. If they clean that up, their ceiling, to me, is still as high as anyone in the league. And now with the Bengals missing all these offensive linemen, it's going to be a tough matchup, in my opinion, at Buffalo for that game. I am still bullish on the, on the Bills. And on Miami. Now, sometimes you have to separate like social media angst and anger, but I do think a lot of people, because once you're you're a huge underdog, and then you're in the game, you get judged like you should have been in the game the whole time. 
even though going into this morning, every single human being, including probably Dan Marino, thought the Dolphins did not have much of a chance. They were starting Skylar Thompson. They were almost a two-touchdown underdog. But then when they get a lead in the second half, you start judging Mike McDaniel like he should win this game. Even though, like, when you look at the stat sheet, like, they got outgained. First downs weren't even close. They weren't that good on third down. In theory, they shouldn't even have been close in the game. And then when they start struggling with delay of games and having to waste timeouts in the second half in the fourth quarter, it's like, what the hell is Mike McDaniel doing? You guys do realize he's dealing with a seventh-round pick who is... Had a decent game today, but I, I wouldn't bet on Skylar Thompson going to start a long time in the NFL. And sometimes when you get these delay of games, I think it's so easy to blame the coach. I typically blame the quarterback. And everyone's crushing Mike McDaniel like, damn, like you could have easily done what? Beat the Bills? I, I doubt it. I don't think the longer that game went, every single series, the margin for error with Skylar Thompson got smaller and smaller. Here's the other thing with the Bills. The kid from Boise uh, State, uh, Khalil Shakur, like him a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player. I know he only had 10 catches. Had a bad drop today. He also had a great catch. Like, he had a bad drop on like a 60-yard bomb. You know, the Bills, nothing went right today. And in fairness to Miami, in two of the three times that they played the Bills this year, things got weird. They got outgained. The, the numbers, if you just blindly went into the team stat sheet, you would go, how is this game even close? They found a way to make it close. Maybe it was McDaniel vaping on the sideline. I don't know what it was. But I tip my hat to Miami that they were able to even stay this competitive with their quarterback situation. And one thing that came out today is like, Tua's going to be their starting quarterback next year. I don't know about that. We'll see. I'm not saying he's going to go anywhere. He doesn't have any trade value. They're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. He'll be on the team. But to think that they're just going to roll into next season with Tua with these concussion issues, like a lot like the Ravens, things got weird this year. And I think when things get weird, you start reevaluating things. And when you lose in the playoffs, it gives you a lot longer to have these meetings, coach, GM, owner, um, and it's clear the team you're chasing. And in a weird way, you go, God, we're kind of close to the team we're chasing. Statistically, it would say you're not. But like when you've played them, you've been in the game. So it'll be very fascinating to me what Miami does this offseason. I, I just have to imagine that they they sniff around a lot of different quarterbacks and depending on what happens on Monday night, like they've gone down that road once with Tom Brady. Their owner's crazy. I, I don't know why they wouldn't go down that road potentially one more time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. 
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.